Welcome to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere with your host, Chris Parker. Hello and welcome to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere. And Walter Hazekamp, who I've known for well, many, many years, probably over 10, I'm not sure, is an entrepreneur extraordinaire in a lot of ways. And I'm curious to see what entrepreneur ventures we're going to get into in the next 30 minutes. Um, I've participated in at least one, um, Cuba, the, the professional network of senior people executing strategies, um, doing some really good work there. So, um, Walter, thank you for joining. I'd love it if, I'd love to, I'm really curious to see your, your answer to this. Walter, what do you do and why do you do what you do? Yeah. Good question, yeah. Basically, I, I start companies and I grow them, but in many, or sometimes in different areas. But let's say, if you were to ask, what is your profession? I would say an entrepreneur first, and a consultant second, and a beekeeper third, or mm-hmm. in any other sequence, I wouldn't mind either. So. And why? Why? Well, it's a combination of, of, of passion and, and skills you happen to have and a network you happen to have or not. Um, so the, the Cuba um, business basically started out of a series of, of jobs I had uh, culminating in CIO positions and, and acquiring skills that I thought were more valuable um, in a consulting or, or a strategy execution setting than in a uh, regular job setting. But uh, I also ran into um, other ventures ranging from bars that I enjoyed having a beer and I ended up buying to starting a bee preservation and honey business. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah so it's always well what's important about starting a business there there's nothing more important than accidental timing if you're lucky you start something at the right time and you have the skills in the network to make it work and if not then you'll probably abandon it and do something else and and cuba i know has uh, maybe you've owned bars even before cuba i'm not sure the timeline there but that has been over many, many years. So what keeps you going on that? Because the time has changed, technology changes, the context changes, we have financial crises, we've got COVID crises. Um, and, and, you know, Cuba has been there in different shapes and forms, but always the same logo and, you know, you is the, you know, strong core. Um, keeping that going for so long, you know, there's a drive there. Where, is it, where does that come from? Yeah. Well, the, I think the, well, Cuba wasn't the first, enter, uh, first business that I started. And before Cuba, there was a, a real, let's say, software implementation company um, working on in the SAP area. I think always the, the drive is that you see things happening and you are convinced that you can do it better mm-hmm. and that there is a place in the market for people who do it 
different or yeah. better or faster or and so with with Cuba with the let's say the technology in businesses in a stage where the automation phase was completed and everybody was looking at, at digital transformation and, and, and data, we saw so many opportunities to do things better or smarter. Um, yeah, and, and then you just do it because you're convinced that you mm. have something that you're, that needs to be shared with other people. Yeah. I, I think that's what I love about everyday entrepreneurs everywhere. Um, I think I think it takes a special animal, a special person to see that opportunity and take it. Because because I know many 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 people who see opportunities and watch it. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to take it. Yeah. But um, then it's always the matter of who puts the alarm clock at seven in the morning and just yeah. starts doing it. And gets gets it but going. Also, and, sorry. Yeah. And gets it going. Um, yeah, but it's also a matter of being stubborn. Because if people say, you know, this is already, it has been done or, or it's very difficult or there's no market for it or that's the best, well, one of the best motivations. I don't think so. I'll just prove to myself and to everyone else that it can be done. Mm. Yeah, it's actually the same with, with whether it's bars or, or strategy execution or um, beekeeping. Yeah. Can, can you... People, Take it as a given that things sometimes work the way they work, but they can also be done differently. Can you describe the bee business? Because in one hand you sell honey, and um, I'll put I'll put the link of to buyinboss.nl in the in, in the notes. And um, but that company is not about selling honey. Can, can you describe that? Because when I first heard it, I was delighted. At the at the business model behind it and, and and how it brought everything together, can you can you describe the business a bit? Yeah, there is actually a fairly simple story. Well, there's two two starting points. One is that that in in Cuba, we saw that this whole strategy execution and digital transformation came to a point where we were doing what we could do, and we were also seeing in the companies that we're working with that sustainability was a, an item on the agenda. So we were mm. more interested than before in what does sustainability mean? Is it just ecological or is it social? At the same time, my daughter goes to school and she comes home and says that the bees are going to be extinct. <laughs> ah, really? And I said, yeah, bees are around for 100 million years. People are around for 125,000 years. And now while we are pretending to run the world, bees would disappear and they're important to anything and everything from pollination to, to whatever else they, they, they do. Mm. She said, if you're really a boss, a bee boss, then mm. um, help them. So I said, okay, uh, let's help them. That was a challenge you could beehives in the garden. Yeah. But then of course we, we said, the real problem is, is not keeping bees. The real problem is, is, looking after your environment and making sure that, that bees have a healthy, biodiverse environment. Um, and the other discovery that we made, really surprising, is bees give honey, and quite a bit of it if you do it well. So we thought, why don't we sell the honey, use the proceeds to buy land and, and make sure that we conserve it and, and uh, keep it intact or, or uh, actually 
leave it alone because that's usually the best thing you can do if you're on land. Um, so that's what we did. And then we got the old snowball. We sell honey. For every jar we sell, we can buy a square meter of, of land. On the land, we can put some more bees. We give some more honey. We can buy some more land. So now it's like uh, a horrible snowball, slightly overwhelming us. Mm. And within two years, I think we've become one of the largest beekeeping operations in the Netherlands. And as a result, a large uh, conservation initiative with um, mm. No, 250,000 uh, square meters of, of uh, nature. Oh, incredible. And there's a, there's a corporate sort of subscription model here as well, because you put bees sometimes on top of buildings. Yeah, and that is where things came together. Uh, our clients from the, from the strategy uh, execution business said, what are you doing? You're keeping bees. And I was telling the same story that I'm telling you. And they said, okay, what can we do? And I said, well, you can put some bees on top of your uh, property, your, your, your office. Uh, inform your staff about um, what we're doing and, and, and why and why it's important um, and, and support us uh, financially um, so that we can keep doing this yeah. so they basically uh, pay us for uh, looking after the bees in their roof they get the honey back we do a lot of uh, we make a lot of noise about it internally at the company, externally, some marketing things, some videos, some interviews, some workshops. Some of the staff are, are following uh, beekeeping courses uh, mm -hmm. with us. So it's also that is snowballing and, and growing uh, tremendously. It's nice. I love it. And, and um, just the, the way, you know, as Hannibal used to say, I love it the way a plan comes together. And, um, it, it's, it sort of just works and it's growing and it's snowballing. And um, if you remember, go back six, nine months ago, I'm not sure. I'm in Corona time. I've lost time. But we did a uh, simplicity scan, you know, an ebullient uh, canvas. Um, yeah. I'm just curious, through that, how, what did you learn about the business? Because I know you did it with some of the, the team members. How, yeah. how, how was that experience for you? Because that, that brought up the sustainability scan that I'm going to talk about in a second. So I'm curious, how did you experience using the simplicity scan on, on Buy-in Boss? Yeah, well, it helped us in a way that, well, we talked about snowballs uh, twice now. And, and, you know, if things grow so fast, um, you say the plan comes together, maybe it came together before there was a real plan. And, <laughs> and when you sit down for a few days and take the time to put the pieces back in a logical order you can see actually what you're missing and also where the connections are um, with the other things you're doing and, and so that gave us another push to um, to better to better organize our, our B operation and, and but also to to create a stronger link with our Cuba business and our Cuba network. Um, so now we have a, well, we have a better idea on, on what is needed to, to grow it and to organize it better and, and to keep um, delivering what we wanted to deliver or what we promised to deliver to both Cuba clients, retail clients and, and corporate clients in, in mm -hmm. e-business. I, I, if, I, if I remember in that, um, 
some some ideas on the subscription model for honey purchasing came up. I think yeah. you you already had a bit of a subscription model, but then there were some some yeah. innovative new no, ideas. No, what no, what we had was was um, a yearly subscription model where people um, actually pay in advance for there's not so much a subscription as a uh, uh, cash before delivery uh, model. So people pay in advance for five years worth of honey so that we can invest that money already in, in, in land or, or in, in materials. Um, but what we came or what you actually came up with was a, a, let's say a more monthly model where people get honey on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense because in every season and every location you have slightly different kinds and tastes and color and textures of honey so then throughout the year they'll have different experiences we are we are actually going to create that uh, model in, in our in our webshop and uh, make sure we can deliver on it okay so it's not there yet because i'm looking at the webshop because i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna sign up right now on on, on the call because i remember we spoke about it i hadn't signed up the, the monthly model is there the monthly model not yet okay so let me know when the monthly model comes and um no i love the first one and, and uh, yeah, let me be the, the, the first customer of that. So, um, and then through through that experience, um, you know, uh, you and the team came back connecting this sort of corporate and sustainability and then the, the ebullient scan together. And then we had some, some lovely debates and discussions about, okay, if a, a canvas instrument helps alignment and see some gaps and see some opportunities um yeah. and if we poured the you know sustainability development goals sauce over that canvas and then what we came up with was the sustainability scan or sustain sustainability accelerator i'm not sure what we're going to call yeah. it yet but we'll, we'll call it something when when this is published um what is your dream or ambition with that like like because you invested some time, I, you know, we into creating this thing that can help people think differently about sustainability with their company. What's your yeah. What's your dream? What's your ambition? Um, well, actually, the the dream is probably very similar to to the dream we had with Cuba uh, ten years ago. But but in this case, you know, we, we talk to people, and and they're sometimes the same people that we talk to about digital strategies or corporate strategies. And, and they come to us and they say, we're interested in bees on our roof. That's not really what they're interested in. They are interested in bees on the roof, but why? And they feel a responsibility towards not only doing their core business, but doing more or doing their core business in a more, say, friendly or environmentally friendly way. So the dream would be that, that, that sustainability becomes like we did with, you know, when we started in, in the IT business, IT was, a, was a, a corporate service internally. And within a few years, there was no strategy. And, and so people had an IT strategy. But a few years later, there was no corporate strategy with a technology component in it or even a complete technology and data-driven strategy for, for companies. I think that in... in a few years, sustainability will be what IT was two decades ago. You cannot uh, ignore it. 
will be an integral part of how you look at the world, how you look at your company, how you look at your people, and how the world looks at you and your company. So hopefully we, we can play a role there and, and ask them, um, besides doing something good back, what are you doing in your company and why mm -hmm. are you doing these things and, and what role does sustainability play there? And is this the role that you want, to, that you want it to play or, yeah. or um, should it be much wider and incorporated in all the things that you do in your processes and your people and the way you treat your people in the way you give them opportunities or not and in your products and, and not only in having a, a, a sustainable building or a sustainable um, uh, footprint in, in, in terms of, of um, pollution or, or carbon uh, dioxide. Uh, so hopefully... It becomes an integral part uh, of every corporation and we can play a role in, in helping develop that strategy and helping execute it as we did in the past with technology or data or yeah. other challenges. That was and a very short answer or a very short question. <laughs> and, and, and how um, what we've spoken about and which makes a lot of sense to me is there's sort of a, a, a three-step process so we I think under the under the Cuba label as I am a proud Cuban um, can do a bit of a strategizing process using the sustainability scan to you know with the management team or leadership team or um, in order to ideate some potential levers that they can pull uh, you know that that are in line with their purpose, you know, their customer set, their employees, their products, you know, what makes sense for them? Because, you know, how many SDGs are there? 17, 19, a lot of sustainability development goals. And I don't think a company can start with that kind of portfolio. So, so what is the one, the place to start? And then the second phase was to do some design sprint type work to um, create that um, mentally, at least validate that a little bit. And then through the Cuban network, of course, we can help execute it as well. Um, who do you think or what, what type of companies are the, are the perfect companies for that? Like, who's, who's the customer of this? Because I, I can see tremendous value here in a, in a very practical way, unlocking pathways to sustainability. Any, who do you want to use this company, thing? Any company from any size, uh, would probably want to do it. I don't know of any company who, who says, this is not for us. Um, we can ignore this and, and keep doing what we were doing. The question is, what, what is the perfect fit for the way we want to do it? And I think we are looking at, at well, not the top 10 companies probably, but anything uh, from number 11 to number 500. Mm -hmm. They're all doing something. And I think the whole trick that we can help them with is finding out if they're doing the right things in the right order, in the right manner, in the right time. So they're all interested in, in, in sustainability on, on ecological yeah. level, on social level, but prioritizing very quickly without writing a very long and, and tedious strategy document that might even be written for other people than the company itself. 
uh, it's not going to work. So that is what we like. That's also why we like the, the canvas approach. In, in one day, you, you can do a lot. Yep. And in the sprint, in five days, you can do a lot more with much more focus and priority. And you can actually show something and you can energize people to, to participate. And then you can execute at least a part of a strategy that you have just recently developed. And hopefully this will expand to all levels and areas of a company. Yeah, it's, but again, it's, whether it's, it's, it's a small brewery or, or whether it's a multinational uh, chemical company, they will do something similar in the end. I, think I, I can't wait to, to do this a couple times. And um, the, way the, the way that the scan works best that I've seen for, for sort of leadership teams is do a bit of introduction and then have each of the people fill out the 15 questions independently and then and then you sort of you know consolidate that and find out where people are in agreement and disagreement um i don't know of a way that's faster to get a group of people with different responsibilities different perspectives the different tensions that are naturally built into an executive team or a management team onto a page and then facilitate a decision on a hopefully a, a one maximum two um you know changes to invest in and then from design sprints you know you could do that in five days hopefully with a narrow focus again i don't know of a faster more practical way to get movements of thought and and action um so, so i can't wait i can't wait so uh what could possibly go wrong you're 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 entrepreneur um global pandemic could happen now that won't happen. happen again. <laughs> now that we're used to yeah. it, I'm not sure we're ever going back. But um, yeah. But even even the service you described, you, you don't even have to sit in the office with all of the people. You no. can do it today. It's no, there's no hurdle. The only hurdle is for people to um, say that they want to do it and, and that they're ready to, to look at different perspectives and in, invest in something else and that they were investing in yesterday. But that, yeah. I don't think, is a, is a big step. Uh, well, one risk that I've seen is, is when I expose the simplicity scan to large corporate enterprise thinkers, um, Sometimes people think that large corporates are too complex to think about in such simple terms. And so, so that's what I would really, you know, we'd, we'd have to focus on during the introduction to get the, the executive, executives that are making, you know, tremendous decisions every day to um, take the time, meaningfully answer 15 questions, and then also be open to challenge and open to the opinions and thoughts and expertise of others. Um, it's, it's just fun to, 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 to navigate those human situations. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you, you don't want to convince people to do this because some people don't like simplicity. They thrive by complexity. Those mm -hmm. are probably not going to be your logical clients, but there are many companies and many people and many executives who love simplicity. And it's just a matter of talking to them and, and introducing this concept and this approach to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just interested to do a quick, um, so if we search business 
complexity on Google. That is 212 million. Business simplicity. Holy cow, 260 million. There's more on business simplicity. Can't be. Can't be. I'm going to do business sustainability after that. So I put in quotes, ah, quotes, 387,000 for simplicity. Um, complexity is 152. I'm just proving myself to be an asshole here. So there's, there's more written about simplicity than complexity. That's not what my research showed before. Sustainability, business sustainability. Well, that's even more, it's 1.5 million. So I think there's- yeah, Maybe you're just on the right wave. General interest in yes. sustainability, yeah. So it's, uh, no, interesting. It's a, good, it's a good sign, actually. People are looking this up and they are interested. So I, I'm gonna go business simplicity, Chris Parker, and see how many millions are there. No. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. So, um, what I've been, you know, drawn to in in the Cuban network is is it has always been a um, a human relation network first. Um, so, I, you know, where you are sitting in your office, that's a, that's a, a beautiful sort of sort of farmhouse place where you you know sometimes have hosted dinners, not, not during, you know, COVID time and, and really just connecting and, 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 and enriching and, and, and giving. Um, can you talk a little bit about how or, or why do you invest in those really informal moments like that compared to just selling stuff? Yeah. Well, of course, it's the, the, the fun factor is actually number one. That's why we mm. need to own a bar. But in the end, <laughs> it is fairly simple to, to do transactions, as in you sell something and deliver it. But the interaction is where it gets interesting mm. because people have stories and, and opinions and, and want to share stuff and you can learn something and... and it's it's fun. We we would we would probably never have done business if somebody did not bring you to. A, I don't know how we met actually. It was probably through Martin or uh, probably brought you to 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 a drinks party mm -hmm. somewhere, and we got introduced. And and the way you talk there, we could never have talked if we had an official appointment. And in the Dutch way, you get a cup of coffee or you give me a cup of coffee, and we talk for fifty minutes, and then we say goodbye. Yeah. Probably in, in, in that, that hour, in, in um, let's say, a, a more relaxed setting, we have shared much more about what really drives us and, and interests us than me telling you what you can buy from me or you telling me what, I, what you can deliver. So it's, that's, that's yeah. crucial. But also to, to make it interesting and, and exciting and, and fun. But maybe it's not the best way to do business. Maybe hard selling. And transaction focus is better than interaction. And, and uh, we we never had salespeople on our on our payroll. And yeah. still, to, until today, for for the for the for the B business, we don't have salespeople. We want people to be convinced that we have something for them, and they want them to come to us and say, 
we have many, well, many, we have a lot of, of clients where we placed beehives. We have never sent out a newsletter or hired a salesperson or called, called anyone. They always came to us and said, well, this is nice. And those are the people that are really motivated to work with us. And that really motivates us to work with them. Yeah. So informal is how we operate. And, and it makes it, uh, for me, it's been a human comfortable experience, not for everyone. Um, but um, yeah, for, for me, it, 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 in, in the bar moments when you're, you know, sort of shooting the shit and, but it's always talking about meaningful things as well, you know, so, so, so real things come up um, and some fun things as well. So like it was at a dinner at your house that, that, that little, those little Chinese friggin' mouth bombs. I'm not even sure what they're called, but that, yeah. that little, that little flower that you put in your mouth and it explodes. You know, flower. Yeah. What is it called? Well, I don't know what they're, 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 they're little flowers from the Himalaya area and, and yeah. they, they kind of explode in your mouth. Yeah. Well, take twice, not, not literally. So that's, that's my association with Walter Hazekamp is little flowers that explode in my mouth. No. <laughs> um, so, there, moment. <laughs> so there is um, Cuba.com, uh, Q-H-U-B-A.com. I'll put all this in the show notes as well. So at ebullient.com slash podcast slash Walter Hazekamp. Um, Cuba.com with the uh, strategy execution network. So if you are a mid-sized, large-sized corporate in the Netherlands and need to get complex shit done, um, give Wacker a call. Buy in boss. So I think if you're a similar group of people with those corporates or soon, if you would just like a subscription of Honey. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, buy in. My God, can I even do that in English? Translate that. B-I-J-E-N-B-A-A-S dot N-L, Mayan Boss. And being published with this podcast and with the podcast of Jessica is the sustainability, what I want to call the sustainability accelerator, um, the instrument, the canvas that can stimulate conversations. And we will find a place to post that. And that will also be in the show notes. And you can also find that at ebullient.com and at cuba.com. So outstanding. Walter, thank you so much for the time. I very, very much appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to my mouth exploding at our next. <laughs> I'll pick those flowers and honey and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So Walter, <laughs> Walter, thank you. Learn more at ebullient.com slash podcast.